0: Hello, and welcome to the Starling Podcast, a podcast about how we built Starling Bank, a bank that is making banking better. I'm your host, Jason Maud. With COVID-19 confining many of us to our homes, we are taking a look at how Starling Bank is coping with this. How are we continuing to support our customers and each other during this pandemic? I'm joined by uh, Chris Bowers, Tech Lead for the Public APIs team. Hi, Chris. Hi there, Jason. And Sarah Deakin, our web content developer. Hi there, Sarah. Hey, Jason. So, um, as you may have guessed, uh, we are not all together because (laughs) Starling Bank is working um, remotely and trying to get as many people to work uh, from home as possible. So, um, we are uh, all recording via devices Um, Mm -hmm. separately so the sound quality might be a little uh, a little less good than we are used to having in these podcasts Uh, but uh, please bear with us. So um, what was it like doing this entirely virtual working um situation where everyone or a lot of people the vast majority of people at Starling bank are now working from home um, we've been doing this for about a week now um what's it like so it's it's certainly been different from my perspective um you know
1: i i'm someone that's been in the office uh, pretty much most days that i've worked for Starling. um And, you know, everyone else has been uh, and that has worked very well for us being co-located has been has been uh, quite a boon at times to, you know, from many perspectives, be it just to have an impromptu discussion about something uh, work related or actually just meet someone in the kitchen and have a chat over a coffee. Um, So I think. Uh, In terms of how we're running it, uh, many things are actually staying the same. Obviously, we're being a cloud-based bank, you would expect that we are using cloud-based tools for our day-to-day running, and and you'd be absolutely right. Uh, You know, all of our source control is hosted uh, in, all of our source code, sorry, is hosted in GitHub. So, uh, you know, there's no difference from that perspective there. All of our work, the issue tracking and whatnot we're doing, again, is all cloud-hosted software. So for the most part, a lot of our day-to-day processes, in terms of sitting down and actually doing the work, has been very similar. Uh, I think what's really changed, at least from my perspective, is that social interaction. And I don't just mm-hmm. mean the the, the the casual chats, but also just checking in with people. You know, getting that body language when you're talking to someone, talking through a problem, that kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, just 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 running a project and, and building software from from that perspective. you you suddenly realise how much you're missing just sort of not being there
0: a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. Mm. Would you agree with that, Sarah?
2: Um, I would agree for the most part, to be honest. Um, Though oddly, I think I've actually been more productive at the moment, um, just because uh, even though we have always sort of... um, scheduled uh set stand-ups and stuff in our team um I'm almost forcing myself to be more strict because of the remote working um so I'm you know structuring my day out like I'm at school I've given myself multiple to-do lists my home office slash spare bedroom slash home gym is covered in post-it notes um so in that sense and luckily um my team is quite good at uh, being social on Slack. So whilst it has changed in the sense that, uh, like Chris said, you're not really getting the body language, sort of day-to-day running really isn't that different, which is good. I guess we're keeping on as normal.
0: So you're um, really forcing yourself into a um, a, a stricter schedule than you would Mm -hmm normally have let's say in a a non remote working situation
2: Uh, that's true Uh, I am one of the things that I partially think that I'm uh, doing in an attempt to be more strict is giving myself hourly breakdowns Um, not just with work but with making sure that I get up I move I'm somewhat active um, which i 've also found is a lovely distraction from everything going on, to be honest, which is quite nice, it keeps me very on task
0: yeah, have you found the same thing, Chris? Yeah, I find that um you know I, i've
1: any even before now any time i 've been working from home i 've still tried to treat the day as a normal working day so not um as has been mentioned working in my "quote day jammies but instead Mm -hmm. you know getting up at a normal time making sure that you know the bit before work is when I get ready for work and then okay my commute is a lot shorter and I will say a lot cheaper now um Mm -hmm. but you know sitting in a location where I'm, I'm you know in a in my mindset in a professional place um but yes certainly where I might take a break at work and have a chat to someone or whatnot I am making sure that I'm I'm standing up I'm having a little walk around even if it is sort of in a smaller space and and just doing the odd little thing making sure that I have my lunch break so that I can take my mind out of the working space for a little bit Uh, I I agree I, I think it is helpful I think um it's something that I imagine there's quite a few people working at home at the moment that might be feeling, Oh, I'm working at home, but everyone's got to be. So I need to be focused entirely on, on the work. And I think it's fine to have those times. It's good. And it's healthy Mm -hmm. to have those breaks and, and to get up and get yourself away from, from the computer.
0: So how, how are you guys finding the sort of, um, trying to recreate those, uh, conversations that you would have throughout the day with your colleagues Um, the the conversations that happen naturally when you're working in the same space that help you understand an issue or um, overcome and resolve a particular problem or highlight a thing that you hadn't thought about. How how are you going about making sure that those sort of things aren't lost entirely? I
1: think for me, video calls have been an absolute Mm -hmm. lifesaver. Just being able to To you know on slack just click a button have a virtual face-to-face with someone um just quickly have that conversation um you know and we've been doing a few things um Sarah I know I've seen you on some of these social calls we've been having as well Mm -hmm. where some people have just set up um you know a, a little Social call for us. We we all just sort of stop for fifteen twenty minutes, have a chat, have a little bit of social interaction. Again, all, all through video calls, which I, I'm very glad put it this way that I'm I'm sitting in a flat that's got a uh, high speed internet.
2: mhm Likewise. Likewise. Um, I think I'd have to agree with Chris. Um, video conferencing, even just audio conferencing and speaking over the phone, um, sharing screens, particularly in our team, uh, as one of the junior members of the team. If I've got something to ask one of my colleagues, it's a lot easier to be able to share my screen rather than just try to describe the problem. Um, so they can kind of look and see uh, effectively where I'm going wrong. And it's usually a comma is in the wrong place. Um, but that's sort of how we've been coping with it.
0: Yeah, no, that makes mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, yeah no i would absolutely agree with the uh, the two of you that uh, having that face to face connection or uh, you know uh, uh, albeit over a video uh, link mm-hmm. is uh, is crucial um you get you get much more nuance when you see someone than you do simply via their uh, voice um uh, or you know words that they've written down even um mm-hmm. so w- has there been anything that either of you have found unexpectedly hard to do? Anything that you've suddenly thought, "Oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that this particular thing would be that difficult," but has turned out to be?
2: Actually, I think, and it's an issue with the sort of overall working from home in general, um, sort of the working from home uh, philosophy, I suppose, is knowing when to sh- shut off. Um, obviously you don't have that separation between I'm in the office now, I'm not in the office. And when an entire team is like that, I know the first few days we found ourselves working until much later than we usually would Um, because obviously you're at home already. You don't need to go anywhere. Uh, So it's creating that separation between home life and work life. Um, One of the things that we found as a team is sort of keeping each other accountable like being like well guys you know good night and people saying goodbye which sounds um like it wouldn't be that helpful but it it is because you're you're kind of looking at your colleagues or like okay well they're logging off now so realistically i should be logging off now um which yeah that i think that's been the most difficult thing and i think that's how we've sort of solved it
0: yeah, that, that sort of virtual equivalent of looking up and seeing that, you know, everyone has uh, stood up and left the office and gone yes. home and that you're left in the office on your own. It's that it's that sort of trying to recreate that sort of feeling, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Chris, how about
1: you? So something that I, I think I didn't necessarily have an expectation on, but uh, has maybe been a little bit harder than than I thought uh, since being being remote it is just looking after people in general. Um, so as someone at Starling, that that it's part of my responsibility to look after people in the team. You know, I, I want to make sure that people are, are generally happy. That generally their well being is is in a good place. They've got things to be working on. They're not blocked and whatnot. And a lot of that you get from naturally from being around people. Um, but so I, I what I've tried to instigate with people is just you know make make sure that. You know, Slack me whenever we can have a video call. I will, We will make time to make sure that if you've got any issues, we'll work through them. Uh, obviously, that's something that we, we do when we're in the office as well, but I want to make sure that same level of support is kept, even though we're not co-located. Um, and it is, it is something that... You know, as Sarah talked earlier about screen sharing, which is helpful when you're trying to sort of debug a mm-hmm. problem and whatnot. I can't go and sit next to the person um, or from two meters away, I might struggle to see their screen. But certainly being able to, to share their screen and whatnot just help to, to just keep those levels of support going. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, it, all of what you're saying, it sounds like there's a lot of effort, a lot of time and effort has to be put into, you know, managing the team and staying cohesive as a team. Um, you know, what with the, the, you know, scheduling and checking in with each other and making sure support is being provided. Things that would happen naturally when you're face to face really need to have deliberate effort put into them when everyone is working remotely. Mm -hmm. yeah i i think that's fair
1: and it's one of those things that it's um you know we're we're a pretty high trust environment certainly within engineering at starling so i'm not sending people messages every 20 minutes asking what they're working on and whatnot and (laughs) and not what i want to be i think when you're working remotely it'd be a lot easier to keep on top of things if you were to do that but it's Certainly, nothing I ever desire to do. So, you yeah, that that trust remains whether or not people are in you know sitting on a desk opposite you or you know a mm-hmm. hundred miles away. You know, just trying. You yeah, know, you've got some work. Everyone here is, is is you know building things to make banking better, to make Starling better. Um, there's no change to that because we're sitting in different houses.
2: I would have to agree.
0: Um, so we've talked uh, quite a bit there about how, um, you know, we're coping um, as uh, Starling Bank, as, you know, the uh, various different engineering teams within the bank. Um, uh, how are we uh, coping with uh, outside the bank, you know, with uh, how our customers are faring? How are we, uh, you know, um, making sure that, uh, they get the support they need during the crisis?
2: Well, from the sort of website perspective, we've been putting out a lot of content uh, that has been around COVID 19, either um, for small businesses who do make up obviously uh, quite a large proportion of our uh, customer base, um, tips for individuals, and we're sort of trying to produce as much content that we can. Um, that does help people out during this time. And it's something that customer service can use to send out to people, um, effectively trying to create resources so that people um, know that we've got their back, really.
0: Yeah. I guess that there's a lot, a lot um, that we do just carries on to ha- happening as normal anyway mm-hmm. um, given that we, you know, we do most of our, uh, in fact, all of our customer support uh, over the phone, either through chat or um, by mm-hmm. uh, voice call. So uh, not a lot needs to change in that sense, I guess. I, th- I think what's,
1: I think, yeah, that's absolutely right. And I, th- I think that's something else that, that's been certainly good from my perspective as, you know, because we, we do care about our, our customers is that, So, I mean, firstly, you know, to to hear from the the C-suite within Starling that absolutely uh, making sure that our customers are still looked after and whatnot is a a priority in these times. Um, But also just to see that, as you'd expect from us as as a bank, that, you know, we are taking this seriously, you know, we've got business continuity plans. Um, So in our team, obviously, a lot of the, uh, we don't deal so much with, the, the app side of things or the website with, with the APIs are a slightly different clientele different type of customer um but just trying to make sure you know that we've got plans in place to make sure the services that we're providing are continuing and to make sure so we've got the marketplace and various different marketplace partners in there some of whom are actually small businesses themselves so you know got plans in place to make sure identify those um that might need you know some more support from us and everything and it's just good for me to see that you know everywhere in the business we are
0: looking at this and, and treating it with the, the seriousness it deserves mm. it's a sort mm-hmm. of all-consuming thing really isn't it every aspect of the business needs to look at uh how it helps the business continue through this time So, one thing that I've noticed that's quite interesting, moving back to the subject of teams working together, is we have this, um, we we have working from home policies where people um, work remotely um, in normal times. um, And there you're working remotely to a team that's co-located in in one, you know, one or two or three locations, but now we're having mm-hmm. a situation where people are remote working to uh, with a load of other people who are also remote working. Does that change the remote working at all, Sarah? I know you uh, work from home a reasonable amount. Have you found mm-hmm. that, that this is different?
2: Uh, actually, yes, um, and not to say that there's a positive to this whole situation at all. Uh, But if there was a silver lining almost, it's that remote working, I think, is finally being taken a bit more seriously. Not that Starling didn't take it seriously before, um, but people uh, are really sort of focusing on making it work. So I have said to my team that after this whole situation is over, there are some things that we've implemented during this time that we should keep doing, um, one of which is the communication aspect. So even if it's not a video call or it's just a group call, uh, things like that really do um, sort of get you into work mode in, in the, at the start of the day. And also one of the things with remote working is that you can sometimes feel slightly isolated. Now that's not anyone's fault that's not um an issue that we have, but just the mere nature of not being in the office when other people are in the office, you kind of have that um, that sort of feeling of um, i'm having i feel like I'm pressuring people uh whenever I'm messaging them but one of the really good things now is that we have a call in the morning, people are checking up on people, um, and uh, you know it's working well in our team in particular. Um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest change is that everyone is kind of understanding the importance of communicating with remote workers and even just seeing people's faces on video calls really does make a difference. Um, so that's something I think that we'll keep on
0: doing. Chris have you found this as well?
1: Yeah so I'm someone who's been on the the other side of the fence I've as been mentioned almost always been in the office I've had people in the team around me that have been working remotely and uh, it certainly gives you an idea of what it's like to be in their shoes you know uh, when people are currently working remotely you have an idea of what's going on but now that I think we're all doing it we'll all come out with a better idea of what it is like for those people and can maybe put in some of those, uh, you know, keep some of those measures in place that Sarah was talking
0: about to, to keep those processes in place. Mm, it definitely gives us a degree of empathy for uh, those who, um, for one reason or another, have to work from home more regularly. Uh, one interesting thing I have found from working uh, from home to a, a team who was also working from home Uh, versus working from home to a a co-located team is that when I was working from home to a co-located team, I had a degree of uh, sort of isolation to, you know, absorb myself in a particular problem or a particular thing I was doing and complete that. And the reason I suppose being is that because i was out of sight i wasn't in the office i was also to a degree out of mind so i got left to you know uh, my own devices and to uh, complete the task i was working on whereas now we're in this uh, odd situation where if you're out of sight you're not necessarily out of mind so uh, this this sounds like a bit of a strange thing to to say in these circumstances but how do we make sure that We don't interrupt each other too much when we're working from home.
2: One of the things that we've implemented in our team, um, uh, uh, effectively, our team lead has been very clear um, in our stand ups in the morning and in sort of overall discussions about this particular time, is that as long as we let other members of the team know, uh, so for instance, if we want to focus in on a particular project or um if we're you
0: know
2: if we've got family members to deal with or, or something has come up that we necessarily won't be uh, constantly available um it's that sort of trust that we're letting people know but um yeah we it's sort of setting goals at the start of the day keeping an eye on what we're doing keeping an eye on everyone really but There is, I think, you need just an inherent level of trust within your team. Um, that you're not gonna uh budge someone and sort of be like, Oh, I need to talk to you right now because you know we know sort of effectively what everyone's doing that day. So, um, if we need help or if we need to talk to someone, they sort of understand uh the time frame effectively.
1: Uh, I think just just to add to that, um, the you know I think that everyone understands that it's a it's a big change of circumstances for a lot of people. So I can't we can't necessarily expect that everybody works in exactly the same at home as they would in the office. And so there might need to be a little bit more flexibility in in the working day. um you know we did get some advice from um, you know some senior people in the organisation about thinking about your communication methods. You know if it doesn't need to be tackled immediately you know maybe don't call that person up you know I mean, that sounds really obvious or maybe don't send them yeah. a slack message because that might automatically distract their attention you know we, we have a few different communication methods available to us and if it's something that can be done at some point you know may, maybe an email will do or maybe some other form of conversation that person can pick up at a later date and you know and, and that comes to that and, and as Sarah said that just an element of trust is like you know if I ping someone on slack and they don't respond straight away. That's not to say they're, that they're you know, off doing something that they quotes they shouldn't be, or whatever it is. They could be you know deep in the middle of solving a problem, You know, notifications off for half an hour, and that's absolutely fine. I think if something mm-hmm. is urgent, we have the ability to get in touch with that person. If not, we'll trust that they're doing the right thing. And it seems to be working.
0: Hmm. So final question to both of you. Uh, can you name me one thing that you think is that we've developed uh during the past week that is good and that you would keep on doing uh outside of the uh you know once once this is over, once the pandemic is uh subsided
2: um oddly and this is gonna sound slightly weird scheduling time to be away from work whilst at work if that makes sense so I think in particularly in the tech world and particularly in sort of fast paced, um, companies such as Starling, we can sometimes all get caught up uh, with what we're doing and working, but we do have to look after our mental and physical well-being as well. So uh, I commented to one of my colleagues that this is the first time I think I've seen the entire team all take a lunch break every day for an hour. Um, and we we're, we're, we're trying, there's, obviously such a focus at the moment of looking after yourself um so i'd like to see that continuing continuing focusing on everyone's mental health and physical health obviously in this time um i think a sort of more over awareness
0: very good chris Mm -hmm. for me it's um,
1: doing these, um, you know, video calls or, or activities like that with the people that are working remotely for, for whichever reason mm-hmm. that might be. Um, I think if you've got, let's say, a team of eight people and seven of you are in the office, it's very easy to to have maybe some of these uh, in jokes that then leak into Slack and people don't necessarily get who are working remotely. And I think, you know, uh, if we're in a position again in our team that we've got people who are working remotely for for a longer period of time um that you know we'll make sure to to do a call even if it means that all seven of us in the office are sitting near one another with headsets on as part mm-hmm. of the same call just to have that you know let's get everyone in the same boat let's have a conversation and bring those remote people in that that would be the thing for me i'd want to take forwards
0: yes fantastic well um uh, thank you very much uh, both for joining me and uh, talking through our rather unusual situation, which I'm sure many other people are going through and how we're coping with it. Uh, That's all we've got time for uh, for this episode. If you'd like to know more about Starling Bank, you can follow us on Twitter at Starling Bank and visit our website, starlingbank.com. You can download the Starling Bank app from the iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store.